Well, it is Friday again, and yes, I still have the busy throat. I've been working with it, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> the carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. We are streaming live on both Facebook and X on the WORD pages. Now, I did not listen to Tara before this. I don't know if she addressed this or not, but I'm going to address this simply because of all of the misinformation that is out there right now. I'm aware of certain red state articles and everything else. Uh, you know, Odyssey is a company. And uh, in the time that I have been with WORD, they've been owned by Intercom, Radio.com, and now Odyssey. And Odyssey is a company. They, they, they have, you know, with the ebb and flow of business, things happen. And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. So uh, some things have happened, and now uh, some people have bought some of the, the debt, right? And the one that bought the biggest tranche of debt is Soros Fund Management. Now, for some of you, this is a disaster. For some of you, this is they're, they're coming for us. On Red State, I saw where they're going to get out there and they're going to use this to disrupt the, the upcoming election. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some of these things are ignoring some other things. Odyssey still runs Odyssey. The president of Odyssey is still the president of Odyssey. The reason... And it was, you know, for the 40% that he bought, some other people bought 60%. And the reason all of this was done is because this was a really good deal because of what they got. Because Odyssey is a mammoth. Odyssey is a gigantic tyrannosaur that roams the face of the United States. We dominate in most of the markets that we exist in. I saw one comment the other day where uh, if we're such a big talk market, how come there's not other talk radio stations out there involved in it? Well, they tried that and they got run out of business because they could never pick up any, any ground against this station. So for all of you that are worried that there's going to be some cataclysm occur here, I will get to retire here. This is my last stop in my professional life. I already exist still in, on two other radio shows that are nationally syndicated besides this one. And I will continue to do them. And I will. And I, but this is my dream. This was my dream gig. This has not been taken from me. If anything, if nothing else, it absolutely shows you one thing that I, I've long known about these guys. I learned about this when I saw Tom Hartman interviewed. Most of you don't know who that is. Tom Hartman is the number one leftist talk show radio guy out there today. And he does that because as a conventional talk show or a conservative talk show host, he would be absolutely abysmal. So he decided to become the best at the, the very niche thing that's out there. And when Rush Limbaugh said something and he that he lost a few sponsors because of that. He got on he got on TV and he revealed his true stripes which is capitalistic because he said I hope Rush Limbaugh keeps all of his sponsors. Capitalism always wins. I will not I will not if I see something going on that has Soros's fingerprints on it I will mention it 
and I will talk about it, and I will pull it apart at the seams. I do not think he's going to exercise any editorial control over us simply because of what we are, which is we are mammoth. This was actually a very good business decision for everybody that got involved in it. I completely, I mean, if I had the money to spend on it, I would have bought it because it was such a good deal because of what it is. Odyssey is doing something that you don't see. I, 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 like I said, I exist in the syndicated space and you don't see a lot of guys, a lot of radio entities today making successes except for Odyssey in mass. Odyssey in mass uh, is the most successful one out there. It's the number two in the United States. So, yes, it, it makes pretty good sense. And uh, media is always a good thing to invest in because people consume it like it's crazy. So, when you read up from all of your heroes on all of the blogs, remember this. The blogs are designed to give you clicks. The blogs are designed to get clicks from you. And I'm not one for the panic porn. We had a meeting. We got told this stuff. I just sat back. I thought it was funny. I thought it revealed the truth about all of these guys with most of these leftist entities that you sit out there. We don't know most of what they do. And I, I, I find it hard to believe that you could push a bunch of leftist businesses and become a billionaire. So I'm not worried about this. I, I, as a matter of fact, it's of all the things I'm worried about, this is at the bottom of the list. It, it's amusing. It's... Uh, uh, saying on the text line, I'm, 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 you know, still getting pushback. There's some of you that just want to believe the worst. If Odyssey's so mammoth, you wouldn't need Soros's money. Go out there and buy a business and run it, and tell me how that works out for you. So he's not going to have editorial control. We will know if he has editorial control. the The problem with this is now there's so many different ways to get information out that everything continues on. Everything continues on. This this radio station has been here for so long. I started listening to it in 1990. I'm being told if I quit spending my money at Dewey's, I'd have the money to buy Odyssey. <laughs> so I say to this to you sincerely, because I got I've got you know, I, I got no interest in misleading you. I really don't. I don't care to mislead you. If I were worried about this. I have, you know, I'd be making plans right now for, you know, to, to hit the silk and exit the aircraft. And I don't. I'm not. I don't have any misgivings about this. The the primary calls they put out there would be to disrupt the information coming out during this election. That's too late. That's too late. Too late for that now. What's going to happen is going to happen. And, uh, you know, we, we're going through some things that have to uh, have to uh, have to play out and we'll see where it goes. And I, I'm going to tell you why I do this and think this way. I, I exist with, you know, I, I call it the warrior mindset. There's a lot of people that have it. The warrior mindset is is it, it gives you remor remarkable clarity. You see the world in 12K, you hear it in surround sound stereo. You see what's really interesting and what's really important and what isn't. And um, for me, I look at this with bemusement because all of these things, they all have solutions if they go sideways, if they go sideways. And you and I can spend a whole lot of time 
being concerned about if they go sideways versus uh, just doing what I do and plowing along with what I plow along with. And, uh, you know, what, what, if I, what if nothing ever happens and then I walk out in front of a bus one day and get hit by a bus? There's no guarantees in this life. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not worried about anything. So you guys can, uh, you don't have to worry about us. You don't have to worry about WORD. You don't have to worry about the entity that exists here in, in Greenville, South Carolina. Everything that's involved in it is, uh, we're at the top of the game. We're at the top of the game. We're not going anywhere. Nothing's going to happen. Or you can just sit back and wear yourself to death, whichever you prefer. I myself, this is the last. This is the last word for me on it. This is the last word for me on this. Unless things change drastically, which nobody in the know forecasts that, except what you see online at Red State and some other places. I, I you know, New York Post. I saw all of those things coming out. We, and I was just sitting back, going, "Hmm, okay." Well, I wonder what they I wonder how they know this is going to happen when we don't. Because they don't have any inside information coming out of this. They're just making a bunch of speculation. All I'm doing is acting off of the fact pattern presented to me. But like I said, I have that that's my piece on that. I have spent as much time as I'm going to. When we get back, we're going to talk about a world consensus that is coming up right now, and it's going to change everything that you guys have misgivings about. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. <laughs> you probably didn't hear the detonation that went off in the chat room. Uh, it, you know, the uh, carpro.com talk line is one 800 The common sense retirement planning text line is seven, one, three, zero seven. All of them detonating over there because I don't know what I'm talking about. And then I get this one. Was Fanny really wearing her dress backwards? <laughs> uh, and here's another one. We're hypocrites because we took Soros's money. You understand that we didn't have anything to do with that, right? You understand that we're not a part of that decision-making process. This is this is very shallow thinking, and if you guys want to do that, please, 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 have at it. Because I move on now. We've had, uh, you know, we've been hearing about the potential for a civil war in the United States for at least the last ten years. Half the country thinks that's a very likely scenario. A lot of unchecked government power. They're getting into all of the crevices of our private lives. And winning control of government for the totalitarians has become existential. And for us, then we then we then think that the only one to only way to stop them is to also give in. And uh, you know, go for that, go for that uh, power over government. Like somehow, being in charge of the government means we've solved all the issues for every day going forward, and that's never been the case. Talks of civil war between various coalitions of states transformed into calls for independence 
So then we get calls for an American-style revolution against government abuse. Now, interestingly enough, that would be really what we were involved in, would be a revolution. We would not be involved in a civil war because we're not going to be fighting ourselves. You understand that, right? There's not going to be a civil war in the United States. We're not going to be fighting ourselves. We would be fighting the government. There's a very big difference. A very big difference. Um, we have an unaccountable bureaucracy. Yes, we need to be rid of that. And uh, we, you know, we need to stop being globalist and all these other things. And, you know, the, the thing about this is, well, with all the talk of the Civil War where, where everybody's talking about this, the government absolutely loves that. They love it. They, can't, they love it when citizens quarrel. It's the divide and conquer scheme. It's one of their favorite tactics. It, we're too busy fighting each other to notice what they're doing. When I get up here and I speak about freedom or liberty or, you know, all that other stuff, that's bad. You know, that's really bad. And you've got a news media establishment and a political class. They try to work together to make liberty actually, you know, synonymous with selfish or hateful. And they twist the meaning of freedom into love for big government policy or, you know, patriotic subservience to the state, allegiance to the state. When people set aside their differences and they get this common focus and they turn that focus and that fury towards those ones holding the reins of power, well, bar the door, Pelosi. Trouble is a-coming. Make sure the powder's dry, Schumer. Hey, Biden, get out of the way and get over here. Things are about to get kinetic. Right now, the government is headed toward censorship and warrantless surveillance and persecution is proof that, you know, they, they, they want you to believe that you're going to be under the yoke of full-fledged totalitarianism. And that is a threatening possibility. But this, you know, the, the whole January 6th thing, that was, that was, uh, it, it was a dual-edged blade. What they were trying to do was they were trying to make it to where you don't ever do that again. And two, they were scared beyond belief. You don't spend three years hunting down patriotic grandmas and some veterans and you know and who, who went to this thing for free and fair elections unless you're terrified that there's a critical mass of people that see election fraud as a uniparty weapon for maintaining the illegitimate control. You do not set up disinformation. When you have a Bill of Rights that's, that states that freedom of the press, you know, first, first Amendment, you don't have a disinformation review board. You don't pretend that public debate is a threat to national security, unless you're afraid of what ordinary people are going to say to you. You don't spy on their financial transactions and text messages and what they put on Facebook. And, you know, if it's anything other than puppies, that's got to come down. See, there's no new world we have we have technology now we have rapid technological advancements that have given them some unsavory tools to pursue some of this nonsense against the american people but they would not be so openly hostile to the public or dismissive of their obligations if they were not already afraid and they should be they should be afraid there is no way at this moment for anybody to i i cannot see any any scenario unless we we would have to uh, we'd have to make 535 Trump clones 
and we'd have to put them in Congress, and then we'd have to move the chains. We would have four years to make the biggest political shift in the history of known man. And then that's only temporary. That's only temporary because everything ends, especially in politics. Now, when it gets to the point where they can no longer divide us into two opposing camps, You know, and 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 they even try to characterize what we what we are and what we're doing. They 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 look at the two opposing camps as one fighting unrestrained government power and the other fighting unrestrained corporate power. That's not really how that works. They take black American and pit them against white American. They take male American and pit them against female American. They take older American and pit them against younger Americans. They put they, they take younger Americans that are male and they want them to be female. They take female, they want them to be male. They do all of these things. It's a constant 52 pickup. They're constantly reshuffling the deck, trying to come up with everything. They, while, while they're out there and they're doing all this stuff at the same time, there's no way to be organized about this hence no warrior mindset because this is all based upon desperation it used to be that uh, the political class would start a war and then they would send a bunch of people to war to fight the war and a uh, lot you know and it there's a lot of money in that the last time we fought a war that had a declared strategic mission was World War II. Everything else becomes, uh, with, with, with the advent of rules of engagement, when we started playing fair in combat, which is hilarious, um, you know, it, it's become quite the big business, you know, strategic, questionable strategic aims, battlefield betrayal, resettling millions of foreigners into our homeland. There's no need for the civilians of America to join the military to die in a war for Bill Crystal or Hillary Clinton or Nikki Haley or Liz Cheney. So, all these, the, the growing consensus is this. America, well, in, in general, if you look across the planet, government is a failure. Government as practiced in the 21st century is a failure. All of these tools that should, should have made it easier, instead they got evil with them and Evil ways don't work because eventually every human being longs to be free. That's why they want to come here because they think they're free here, but they're, you know, we know the truth of that. All these things that the, uh, the government's trying to do left and right. You guys are going to cause yourself some unnecessary pain, but you know, I'm not in charge of making your decisions for you. Have you ever wondered how a politician makes so much money? When they're in office, my guest and I, we're going to tell you coming up next. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Uh, as often is the case with live radio, dramatic things happen. 
The carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I will say this. I will entertain any calls anybody may have about my opening if you want to call in about that, if you got something to say about it. Uh, we couldn't get my guest. <laughs> so we have to be we have to be agile, mobile, hostile. We have to sidestep. We have to adapt. So Social Security. I qualified for that for the first time in my life this year. <laughs> Like that's some uh, some uh, great. Well, actually, it is nowadays with some of these people just dropping dead all over the place. It's going to be a topic of debate for this year. Trump advocates leaving the program alone, and I don't quite understand that because something needs to be done with the program to uh, incentivize it to uh, to to make it whole again. Uh, Nikki Haley wants to raise the re retirement age. Biden opposes any solutions that involve tampering with the current structure. The, 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 uh, the biggest thing, yeah, thanks, I appreciate that. Somebody's congratulating me for living this long. <laughs> Despite all of this posturing, Social Security's going broke. And Americans are saving less for retirement than ever before, especially in this economy. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, you can't save very much money now, can you? Let's think about this for a minute. We never really came completely off of lockdown until after Trump was out of office. So we went from being on lockdown for a couple of years, to uh, and which drove inflation rates through the roof. To uh, you know, Biden's in 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 uh, you know, he, he decides fossil fuels not a good thing, and everything goes to hell. So nobody's able to save half or of any you know anything for anything for themselves. Half of all baby boomers have no personal retirement savings. And what have we gotten from both parties? Endless, endless promises over the last 20 years with very little actually done to try to reverse the system's decline. And right now they're thinking it's going to become completely insolvent. And I don't really know why that's a problem. When you got $34 trillion in debt and you're spending money you don't already have in anyway, why is that a problem? Why would it be a problem that it would be insolvent by the 2030s if we got the printer I'm just using their logic. I'm playing by their stupid rules, I know. Now, for the generations behind us, this is a raw deal. Only 38% of Zoomers believe they will benefit from Social Security. And, uh, you know, I understand this just in the same way of what I was talking about with the station here. Uh, we, the older generation, we have very little to do with where the money comes from to pay the benefit. All we did was pay into the program, and now we're participating in the program. Uh, let me pull that up again. <laughs> okay, um, okay let's, let's, let's go to the phones. Paul from Glinton, you want to talk about the new alcohol legislation in South Carolina? Okay. Yeah, th thanks, Bill. Thanks for putting me on. Um, recently, the uh, state house has passed uh, a bill that will allow the delivery of alcohol from businesses to private residences. I think that's a bad idea. Uh, I own a liquor store here in the uh, here in the upstate. Right. So let me go ahead and go on record and put that out there. Sure. I think that's a terrible idea. The second thing is, I guess yesterday the house decided to pass. Alcohol sales, liquor sales on Sunday, which is also a terrible, terrible idea. 
Um, first of all, as I, as you were at break, I was listening to the station. I'm obviously at work, mm-hmm. and I heard something on the news come up about, oh, well, because of the tourist demand, that's why the the, the state legislature is looking at uh, these this Sunday sales. Right. Well, first of all, we belong to the South Carolina Association of ABC Stores. This is a, a network of many independent, smaller mom-and-pop liquor stores. And pretty much unanimously, every single one of our members is opposed to both of these bills. So... Why is this moving forward? And I can tell you why it's moving forward. Number one, these politicians in Colombia get a lot of political donations from these great big giant big box stores like, well, I'm not going to mention them. People know who they are. They're in the big cities. Plus, um, outfits like Costco, okay? I'm a mom and pop business. I cannot compete with Costco. I don't even bother to try. Right. Now, With that being said, we also have an issue here in South Carolina about liquor liability laws and how all these bars and restaurants are having to close because their insurance has gone from $5,000 a year to $50,000 a year. Now, without going into all the details of, of that nonsense legislation that was passed several years ago, you know, we cannot do this. How am I possibly going to be able to stay in business if my insurance – now I'm delivering liquor to – I'm going to hire a guy that goes to delivers a bottle of Jack Daniels to somebody's house. Well, that person who answers the door has an ID. What about the five kids who are sitting on the couch in there that the guy can't see? You know, now – and then something happens, Right. So how am I going to insure myself against that? At least I know. Why would you be liable for it? Oh, my brother. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Now, let's let's let me qualify this question. So if he comes and buys it from you and then goes home and then the kids get into the liquor cabinet, would you be liable for that? Yes and no. How would you be liable for that? Okay. well, the way that the law works in South Carolina uh, is that if I sell you a bottle of vodka at noon mm-hmm. and then you take that bottle and then on your way home you stop at a gas station and you buy a 12 pack of beer so you go home maybe you drink some of that vodka maybe you don't maybe you drink some of that beer maybe you don't but then you decide to go out to a bar or a restaurant you have too much to drink at that establishment you and you get involved in an accident God forbid there's a fatality or there's very serious injuries. The way the law is written and works in South Carolina is that I am equally as liable for that accident as the bar that overserved the guy who got in the accident. So you, the one that sold it to the bar, are as equally liable. That's right. The liquor store is is equally liable. The gas station that sold him a a 12-pack of beer is equally liable. We are all liable and that's within 24 hours so now you want to add into the mix when when did that how long has that been in place 2017 2017 has that ever actually i've I've never heard of anybody getting prosecuted over that oh yeah man there was a case a couple of months ago i mean i'm running out of time i'm I'm running out of time and i I don't want to have to cut you off or anything but i mean 
No, I, uh, I understand. There was a, there was a gas station in Columbia just got sued five hundred thousand dollars for what? For selling some beer to and, a minor, and then the guy, no, to an adult, and then that guy went out to bars later that night, got in an accident, killed somebody. The 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 the, the gas station owner had to pay half a billion. Okay, it's insane. I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look into that. I, I find that quite interesting because I exist in the gun world, and they try to do that thing to us all the time, and they're not able to because we're not responsible. The, the gun dealers are not responsible for what you do with the gun. But thank you for the call, uh, Marcus. Hang on, if you will. We'll be uh, still on the on the phone lines when we get back. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. All right, we're going to go straight to the phones. Marcus from Fountain Inn, he says he has a solution to Social Security. Yes, sir. Well, when my wife and I went down to sign up for Medicare and Social Security, etc., there were 60-plus people in the Social Security office on telephone. 10% of us, maybe 15% of us, had gray hair and were old enough to claim Social Security at 65 or 67 whenever it was 66 plus on my on me. But the rest of them were between 30 and 50 getting SSI disability for some reason or another. And when we sat down at the window, the lady at the window next to me was talking to the lady behind the counter in Mexican, in Spanish. And if they don't speak English, they're probably not a citizen if they have to be talked to in Spanish. And there's, there's so much, there's so many that shouldn't get it that are getting it. There's more, according to the two times that I've been down to that office, there's more people under 65 getting it than there are people over 65. So the solution to me is stop SSI disability and all these other payments, especially to illegal aliens. If you're not a citizen, even if you're a legal alien, you're not a citizen. You don't get it. Well, you know for you know for certain that the person that was there getting uh, that spoke Spanish was not a citizen. No, I don't. But okay. but uh, I do know I do know, like I say, that to be a citizen, you have to speak English. Okay, I don't know yeah. where that. I, in all honesty, I don't know where that's written. I would think to get naturalized, you have to know enough English to take the class, take the test, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, the only thing I'll say about that is, that, yes, sir. My big deal was whether they're legal or they need to be shown to be legal. But there are so many getting SSI disability for, and I know a couple of people. They're getting it because they're alcoholics and they're they're unable to work because they're nervous. That, that's horse hockey. Uh, you know, it's just they're so get it to the people who paid into it and and 
give it to the people who paid into it and earned it, not everybody that walks in the door. That's my solution. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I know about the SSI thing. My wife is on it. She has post-concussive syndrome. She fractured her skull and her ocular orbit, and uh, she was unable to work. She has the same kind of brain injury that an NFL quarterback has after a 20-year career. So would she qualify for SSI, you think? Did we lose Marcus? I kind of think we lost Marcus. We lost Marcus. Okay, well, anyway, never got a chance to answer that. Um, you know, I, as, this is where it, why it needs to be reformed now, you know. I, I'm not sure what you do about the people that are alcoholics. I'm not sure what you do about the people that are drug addicts. I'm not sure what you do about them. I, I do know that people get hurt. You know, right now, but let's look at another thing. Joe Biden takes in $55,000 a year in Social Security benefits, and he's the president. I don't qualify for Social Security because I make too much money. And he's making $55,000 a year off of Social Security. Really? <laughs> so, you know. Now, the Australians, they did one thing that I find interesting. They sort of privatized it. And they, they, they set up personal retirement accounts and employee, employer contributions for funding. Now, this means if we were to do this, this would actually solve this for each individual here. But then the feds don't get that money. They don't get that money to do what they want with it. And that's one of the things. They want to have the money. The reason it's insolvent is because it's not going you know it's been borrowed against <laughs> and i don't remember, i don't remember how many trillions of dollars it's been borrowed against but i mean uh it it doesn't matter it was it was put it was supposed to be a in a lockbox right you paid this in and then later on you got it back and that's not what happened cuz politicians can never look at a pile of money out there and uh well um they can never look at a pile of money and say, well, that's for it's already spoken for and we don't need to mess with that. Just don't forget that's there. They can't do it. They cannot do it. If they get out there, they'll be like, well, of course, that money should not just be sitting there. We can use that for other stuff and pay that back like an annuity. Okay. Okay. Well, let's look at that. Do we have, do we have, uh, we don't have time for that. We'll have to pick that up at the, in the opening, won't we? Okay, very good. Well, phone lines are popping. I love it when the phone lines are popping. All I'm going to say about Social Security is something's going to have to be done with it. It's going to have to be fixed. And like all things that politicians look at, they, they talk about it, and then they get your vote, and then they forget about it because now they're working for their next reelection. Especially the House of Representatives is the worst group of them out there because they can only really work without being distracted for about nine, ten months. And then they're all in reelection mode. They're all worried about that. Being reelected. I'm for small government, limited government, this, that, the other. Oh my gosh, it's time to be reelected. I got to get on the campaign. Can't be unelected. You guys make my heads hurt. Going back to the phones when we get back, this is News Talk 989 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. <laughs> 